Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ampliverse Book Club. We are back, and this month we read the very spooky Carrie by Stephen King. So here is the lineup of today's book club, using quotes from the book. More like Lovecraft out of Arkham than Kerouac out of Southern Cal. It's Allie. I had no idea. What, I mean, I could gather. I don't know what that, all I know, know is that, I mean, I hear Arkham and I just think about Batman. Yeah. So. And, you know, more like Lovecraft out of Arkham than Kerouac out of Southern. So it's like comparing. Listeners, <laughs> if you understand. If you, if understand, you understand this quote, <laughs> please write in. Comment below. <laughs> Comment below. Yeah. Please tell us. Okay. Well, uh, I like and, it either way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thinker, which I think yeah. is, is apropos for Allie. <laughs> um, there was one like them in every white suburban high school in America. Is <laughs> gathering. Kind of. I mean, oh I don't God. think you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. It really, it, I saw that quote and I was like, well, it does, this does apply to all of us, technically. I think we're all. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> we all fit, a, we all fit, we all fit in. And then finally, the Kool-Aid of human emotions. It's me, RJ. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> well, welcome. So like I, Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We are reading, uh, we are talking about Carrie today. This is our first Stephen King. Um, and we'll start off the conversation by asking each other, how did we like this book? Now, Catherine, uh, you started last time. Do you want to, do you want to start it again? I can, I can wait. I can be last. Okay. Okay. Allie, what about, let's start with you. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I had uh, zero experience with Stephen King. I've never read a Stephen mm. King book. I've never seen a Stephen King movie. Not even the I've Green never Mile. seen a Stephen King book. I've never seen it. Is that what I said? Okay. <laughs> no, he's a movie. The lead up sounded even, like you were about to say. <laughs> I haven't even seen The Green Mile. And knowing how much I love Tom Hanks, that's kind of shocking. That would be a really good one for you. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I, and I also, I don't like to be spooked. It's just yeah. not for me. And so I knew, I feel like you, if you engage in culture, even a little, like you have to know the ending of Carrie or at least yeah. Yeah. what, hap what happens to her at prom. Right. <laughs> um, and so like, I, I knew that blood was involved um, on one of, on one of the later episodes of Glee, they recreate this moment with a slushy. So oh. <laughs> garbage. I know that. Uh, yep. I missed um, that episode. It's okay. Um, I watched it so you don't have to. Um, Thank you. I appreciate so, it. So I will team. say, yeah. So uh, Catherine, you said last week, you were like, this is not the genre for me. I, I felt the same this week. I was like, this is not the genre for okay. me. I'm glad that I read it and that I can now be like, I've read a Stephen King book. But I, it was, I didn't realize how violent it was going to be. Mm. Especially at the end, I was like, oh, this is carnage. Like, <laughs> this is a lot. So, um, yeah. So I, I mean, I have more to say, but I'll just say, uh, not for me, but I, I know others love it, and that's good too. 
Okay, Catherine, how about you? How did you like this book? <laughs> so I was typing because I didn't know if I was going to wait uh, till after you went. So I was like, let me type out oh. because when you said that you didn't realize how violent it was going to be, the thing is that to me, this is one of the more tame Stephen. <laughs> 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 and so I was like, because that's part of the reason that I, so first of all, I love Carrie, but I also love Stephen King. And mm-hmm. so it's like, this is quintessential Stephen King. And mm. it was his first novel. I can't remember if this mm. one or The Shining was the first one that I read, but I read them back to back whenever I read them. So I always put them together. Um, so then after I read this, I immediately had to read The Shining, like the Pavlov situation in my head was like, it's The Shining time. Next. Yeah. And then I reread Dr. Sleep and I just, I've been on a kick. So I'm on like my fifth Stephen King now in a row. (laughs) But, um, all that being said, I, I love this genre, but what I really like about King isn't even the horror aspect. I think the horror aspect is what keeps me engaged easily. Um, because it's shocking. So it like pulls you in it, me, it pulls me in. Um, uh, but I love the non-traditional aspects that are very evident in his early writings, like Carrie and The Shining. And honestly, I had forgotten about them because I've read Mm. so many of his modern stuff, like so many of his modern books now, and that he kind of drifts away from that. There's still some of it, but that stream of consciousness line of thought, the, the non-traditional narrators and the non-traditional, um, uh, delivery, like um, when we have the interview in Carrie, for example, and how we're how we start at a time where they're kind of assuming you already know what happened. Like, I, I really enjoy all of that. And um, that's that's pretty uh, common in his earlier work, but it's not mm. as much in his later work. Um, but yeah, anyway, I love it. But I knew that I would. It is my genre. This one. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that we, you know, we can seesaw back and forth. Everyone gets a, (laughs) (laughs) everyone gets a time. Um, I am, I feel like I'm in, in between of both of you. Um, there are parts of it that I kind of like agree with Allie of like, it's not for me in a sense of like, I mean, even when we read the book eaters, like the, the, the more graphic kind of like, just the like use of, you know, like violating other people I was like I don't I just I don't want to I don't know I also just don't like being spooked but I definitely agree with you Catherine that like the non-traditional writing is was literally what kept that's what kept pulling me in like if they when they would go into quotes of like sourcing the 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 articles sourcing the novel that Sue wrote sourcing the different like testaments and that I was like oh like oh my god this is the I almost wanted to just like read like uh, Sue's like, book. I wanted to read Sue's. Book. I wanted to read Sue's book, yeah. but I definitely wanted to read like the case, fi- like that, like essay of like what happened. That I was like, I kind of just want. He's built such a world of like, there's so much writing about this, and I'm like, I would much rather read the writing now because I want to know like how people processed it. Give me the dossier. Give me, absolutely. Give me the JSTOR. Give me the, you know, give me the bibliography at the, the end script. of Carrie. Absolutely. And that just shows what books to, to borrow at the library. What's um, but, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, that really was what hooked me in. And um, the stream of consciousness. I think, like, that was 
being able to hear and then well first of all being able to hear Carrie's inner thoughts and then realizing that was actually her power manifesting through the page of like oh she's like there's a sense of control that she's doing there you know especially at the end with Sue that I was like oh like she's doing this to me like the parent she's invading your mind she's invading me yeah so that I thought that was really cool and like I think that's that's definitely it is kind of a bummer knowing that like he doesn't do this as much anymore so maybe I'll stick to more of the you know some of the earlier stuff because I think it's and to this to be his first novel like that's insane that like this I don't know it's fun it it's fun he, to see people do great things with what, you know, when they right. are doing what they're meant to do. Right. So he had written a lot of short stories. Okay. Um, and uh, something that was new information for me, the um, audiobook that I borrowed from the library had uh, an intro from Stephen King that I did not mm. have in my edition that I read when I read it forever ago. And um, it was and it was read by Stephen King. So that's kind of cool, too. Um but he was talking about how basically he was a teacher and like whenever they had like a big medical bill for one of their kids or something, his wife would be like, write a story. And he would like sell it to a, a literary magazine and they would have the money to pay for whatever they, uh, you know, whatever what a dream. So, right. So one day, um, like, you know, there was some medical ailment of a child and she was like, write a story. And he wrote out the beginnings of Carrie or, or what, be, what eventually became Carrie. Mm. And then he threw it away because he, he said he was haunted by ghosts because he, Carrie is based on two girls that he actually knew. Um, but like, obviously the telekinesis part isn't there, but, but like the, the severe bullying, the Mm. knowing that he should do something, but never doing anything about it and like all of these things. And so when he was creating this character, all he could think about is these, these two girls from high school that were both dead at this point, one of whom killed herself and the other of whom died in some tragic accident. I believe he Mm. says what it is in the, in the intro, but it was fascinating because it was like, that's what, that's what led him to become who he is today. Because that was because his his wife fished it out of the trash because she was like, you got to write something. We need the money. And she was like, why aren't you? This is amazing. And he was like, Mm -hmm. I can't. And he skipped it. And then when he came back to it, this is what happened. So it's just it's very fascinating to think like what a difference these girls made in not only Stephen King's life, but like literally society. And when they were in high school, they were the non-telekinetic version of Carrie and that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I mean, we'll go, we'll kind of just like go into the conversation now, but I think that is always my hesitation with anything involved teens, whether it's like, I don't even watch a lot of like high school themed shows and stuff. Like Heartstopper was probably the last one that I watched. Um, And because I, why would you relive the worst years of your life? You know what I mean? I hated those first years of high school. I only enjoyed high school when I ended up finding my clique, my group, and just kind of like stayed in my bubble. And I literally just, I stayed in my bubble. It wasn't until like at the end of senior year when my entire class all collectively had senioritis that we were finally being like, oh, you're cool. Oh, you're, 
I can talk to you. Like we were all just trying to survive that I, 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 I didn't want to go back to, to do that. So I did have that feeling. And like, it did make me think about like those times where if we were seeing people getting bullied, I, or even like when I was being bullied, you know, like that feeling of like, you have this, you have all of these thoughts, these things to like, I can fight against this. I know exactly what to say, blah, 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 blah. But like when put in those situations, there's like nothing you can do and, and feel like there is nothing you can do. Um, which I definitely feel like for Carrie, that was like super relatable. And obviously this is put it to like high stakes because she's also supernatural, but like, you feel for her and like, you understand like what drives her to the things that, uh, she does, you know, mm-hmm. thoughts I, on high I, school. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, to be honest, that I could ever understand mass murder. That's um, true. Fair. But that is very true. Fair I get why she was angry. Fair. Would I, I always like equated in my mind. Not. Yeah, I mean, I, I always equate like, that, like, if they're supernatural in some way, then they are, like, it is hormones times, like, a million. Like, you right. fully yeah. can't control it. I get that vibe, too. And that's that's what I was going to say. Not just not just uh, hormones times a million, but also, like, she has no idea how to take, like, the only thing yeah. she knows about this is that she can do it. You know what I mean? She doesn't know what's going to happen until it starts happening. Yeah. And, and sh- is she probably, like, not the best person deep down? Yeah, because she murdered a bunch of people. But she's like that because all of these people treated her like garbage for so long. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I have I have reserved sympathy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, totally, I, totally. Because, yeah, mass murder. It does, um, it does remind me of the, like, meme of, like, gay guys watching any like crazy woman on TV. And then the quote is honestly work. Cause that's how I felt the entire time. I was Good like, for her. Yeah. Yes, that's what I was going to say. The one from, uh, the one from arrested development. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, I was thinking of arrested development. Oh, maybe it is arrested development anyway. It, but, but it's like me watching a woman on snapped and it's good for her. <laughs> yes, exactly. Maybe it is arrested development. I think you're right. Maybe there's two. It's also possible. I, I think it's, so one of the things, okay, I get it. I don't know. I, I, so on 30 Rock. I think I know there, what you're about to say. <laughs> well, like, listen, on 30 Rock, there was um, this episode when they were like, why, like, why does this show hate women? And the, part of it was that there was like this show within a show. It was like a sketch show. And they showed that they had this like recurring sketch of, these women who were in like in power. So it was like Amelia Earhart or something. And she'd be like, I'm flying off across the Atlantic. Oh no, my period. And she immediately (laughs) crashes the plane. And so it was like, I couldn't help but think that. Absolutely. That it was, it was just like, it was, that it was just like, everything was going along great. And then, oh no, but she it got wasn't. her period and it led, like, <laughs> I know, I know. And I, and I absolutely understood. I think what bothered me, I think I, I absolutely understood what he was trying to do here with this. And that it was like, this was this girl who knew nothing about her body. She knew nothing about the world around her and everyone was making fun of her for it. I think what really bothered me was at the very end when Sue was running away and it was like, and the blood gushed down her leg. And I was like, I don't like this as a, like a full circle moment. I don't like, I, know. I just, I, I well, but, and you get that that was, she, it wasn't her period. It was a miscarriage. 
Did you get yes. that part? Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, because she he was because, because her she period was late. was late. Yeah, that was uh, that was the big and um yeah, and and I mean Carrie says something to her, right? Or is that in one of the movies? Is it in the book or one of the movies or do you guys remember? I don't remember. I don't remember, I don't remember specifically. It must be in it must be in the movie then because I watched the remake of the movie which or the remake yeah the I think it's 2013 I didn't really like it it was fine but like they modernized it and a lot of things didn't work because they did that like I was like why is her teacher slapping her it's 2013 um, that's not gonna fly. <laughs> Like, snap out of it <laughs> yeah like, she's like i'm so sorry and then that's it like it's fine like it's like um but that being said in the in the movie she says to her it's a girl um. <laughs> and then I, can i also ask i kept i found myself i kept being thrown because I kept thinking it was taking place in like the 1950s, but it wasn't. It's like it the wasn't. 70s, right? It's, 70s, it's supposed to take, yeah. and it's like it, so it the, was is like the time when it, it was came like out? supposed yes. to take place at the time, like when my when my parents were in high school. And so I don't know if it was mm. like knowing that I don't know what it was, but it was just the whole time I was reading it, I was like picturing them in you know their little like poodle skirts and like leather jackets and grease basically, and I <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of threw me for him. I, and I don't know what it was about it, but it just threw me. Maybe it was just me. But <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, there is, is a little bit of like, I, it's like, yeah, like our parent, like, yeah, it would be like our parents as teenagers. And there was that like weird, uh, I don't know if it's like, put, like counterculture-y, but that, that, that like very nostalgic view of like kids could just like you know or teenagers could just like go to the bar and smoke mm-hmm. cigarettes and drink yeah. like they did. oh I, I didn't i didn't make that connection at the end i just i had just assumed that it was like i don't know i mean i knew it was trying to make a full circle out of it but i i was trying I gave it the like thing of like, well, is is it a curse? Like maybe there's like, well, something happened to Sue, but I mean, I, I think he goes super in depth on like the fucking genomes right. <laughs> that I'm like, okay, okay, so it's like, and I thought that was cool to be. It's a very Jurassic Park, really. Yeah, like, trying to like explain like, no, these things could happen. This is the science, and it's the almost like genetics that sound yeah. real. Then I'm like, you can make anything make sense at these. At this <laughs> <You point. can. laughs> okay, I see. I was going to ask about that because when, I, uh, again, like further proving that this just like wasn't for me. When I was reading it, I was like, are we really going here? It's a genetic <laughs> thing, and like men are hemophiliacs and women mm-hmm. are, are like crazy telekinesis people, and I was like. I, I thought it was an interesting diversion. Like, it wasn't what I was expecting mm. going into it. I thought that it was just going to be like, here's a thing that's happening. But I didn't think it was going to be like, a, wh- what will we do to save society from future carries? Right. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the whole point is it raises the stakes. Because yeah. we create, I think that the it's pointing out that we created this monster. Because mm. this should, this is genetic. You know, like this is happening other places, but this explosion mass murder is not. 
And so yeah. to me, that's, that's like, that's what it means for me is it's raised. It's like, okay, what, what did we do here? And by all the accounts, you know what I mean? Like all of the things that are further removed, obviously not Sue's account, but the further removed accounts, they have no idea that this girl has been so brutally bullied yeah. her entire life. They don't understand that. Anyway, that's how I read it. Yeah. And I, I, I always just, I kept getting the reaction that it was just there to kind of foil Margaret's mania, you know, of like that she thinks that this is a curse from the devil, Mm -hmm. that it's like trying to, trying to put into context, like how people can't make sense of what's actually going on. So they kind of use like religion as a way to, to explain everything. And obviously it's to like an incredible degree because she is essentially like a, a carry without the telekinesis. Like even the whole, like, very graphic description of how she gave birth to this beautiful baby girl. I was like, I didn't need to know that. (laughs) That she she then tried to kill. It's like. (sighs) (laughs) A moment of silence for Margaret. I'm, I'm beyond. I'm beyond. She's like, she's like, it's not just mania. It's like mania to the power of mania. Like. Yes. Mania squared. Mania squared. There's just, there was a a part of me that was like, how is she, how is she living life? I just, I kept picturing her like at her laundry job, just like muttering to herself about her coworkers and just like the power of Satan in her coat. And like, what it was like, yeah, I was like, how is she, how is she getting through life if she's like this level of lunacy Mm -hmm. yeah and i gotta say in the 2013 remake first of all that's julianne moore plays margaret white nothing but respect for my president (laughs) and this bitch at the laundromat is is crazy i did not have that moment while reading the book where i was like how is she surviving in society when i saw that in the film i was like what is happening (laughs) (laughs) You know the stitch ripper things that are like a little vein? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like somebody was trying to talk to her, like trying to get a something. And she was like, altered. was she She's like stabbing herself in the leg with it? I was like, what is happening and why? Like, and then, you know, so in in the film, I felt like that Carrie was a lot more compassionate toward her mother, unnecessarily so, because she was just like, Mama, don't hurt yourself. I'm like, she's <laughs> no forget her jesus it was weird yeah i so i had seen the original movie um a long time ago sissy spacek played the iconic carrie white piper laurie and john travolta was billy and it was i remember being like oh that's john travolta in saturday night fever <laughs> like because he looked exactly like him the hair his character there yeah yeah so yeah, in my when i was reading it i just kept experiencing like you know like playing the movie in my mind too, to like match. And I, I think what I didn't remember her also having, I didn't remember about her. All I remembered was like the scenes in the house, obviously in the prayer closet and all that. Um, but yeah, I think that's like, that was the part that I was like, is she normal at work? Is she just like fully like, and I'm clocking in and I'm just trying to, you know, fix these garments. And then as soon as I'm clocked out, I'm back to, 
look at Psychosis. myself, mama. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, but I, I, but then that's the thing, like what, what ends up driving her to like, want to kill Carrie, obviously is seeing Carrie's kind of seeing all of her fears coming true. And it's just this, I don't know. It's just, it's so sad. And I, I have been also very, um, in the headspace of like, what, what was my Catholic upbringing? Like, cause that was used, not saying that she was Catholic. Cause I don't think she is. Um, but like, I think she's like a, some kind of Doug or something. Yeah. Uh, well, she was, she was, she was nothing. Cause they didn't she was actually nothing. go to church. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, neither do the Duggars. They have their own in their house. So, mm. but yeah, Just it's saying. that I, it's that idea of like, uh, cause I know in, in my experience, like, like guilt is used as a main, you know, ins- I know that's inspira- right. Yes. It's like a way to make you do things. And yeah. what is I don't the- think this has come up yeah. in, uh, I don't think this has come up in this podcast, but I think, I think I've mentioned it to you before, RJ. I was raised, my dad is a cradle Catholic. So he was born into the Catholicism. Into it, and yeah. my mom uh, was raised Southern Baptist. And so I was raised uh, in a household where we went to both churches my entire childhood. Oof. I was in church more often than I wasn't in church. Yeah. And that was quite an experience. And if you're going to pick two denominations of Christianity those with, are not the two guilt, <laughs> with the most guilt, it's those. Yeah. It it's is. Those. It's, so, it's, yeah, it's like relatable. used. It's like used as a way. And, and I think like in reading this, obviously you're watching the like, super extent of it like in you know a level of mania and lunacy but like the the bits it's are manipulative. there yeah it's manipulative oh for sure for sure yeah 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 see and when you were talking about not wanting to revisit high school i don't either but i just have blocked it all out so it's fine <laughs> so I just watch stuff it doesn't matter because i don't remember <laughs> so, good times good times um can we can we talk about the strange wisdom of Tommy? Yeah. When I, yeah. Uh, so uh, when he uh, so first of all, I don't understand why Sue couldn't have just been like, "Hey, Carrie, I'm really sorry." Instead, she had to be like, "I'm not going to say anything to Carrie, but you take her to prom." I was like, "Girl, just a pop." What? It's well, that idea. Anyways. It's that idea of like, well, you know, I want her to have like a her own experience, but it's like, but, but that's already alive. Then, so right, then just yeah. right. <laughs> well, but but I her know. to me, the motivation is penance. Like, not just I want mm. her to have an experience, but I don't deserve to have one because I did this terrible thing, and so I, as a result, I'm going to hide in my house. But I still yeah, but she could have said, she could have said she, like yes, yeah. she could have been like, hey, I'm really sorry. Like I, was I like, agree. Just yeah. go, uh, it um, was a different time then. It was a different time. But when she was talking to Tommy, when she was like, hey, can you take Carrie? He was like, he was like, don't you understand? This is what is going to happen. We're going to graduate high school and we're all going to stay here. I know. And I was like, how does he have this kind of like insight into small town America? Maybe because he's going to die. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like a sense of like something's going to happen. But I was just the whole time I was reading it, I was like, this is a this is a weird choice for his character because it's well, like it's not just making it's not just being like he's not really a dumb jock, but it's like giving him this almost like Oracle like quality. Well, of, yeah. like, again, it's like 
maybe that's why maybe that's the point like he is he you know and I'm you know I could be talking out of my ass here feel free to tell me that but like he is her set he's Sue's sacrifice like I'm sacrificing my prom night and he's the first one to die in this whole situation but it's not even Carrie that kills him. It's the society. It's, it's the, act, the bullshit yeah. that they did. So it maybe it has a deeper meaning. Maybe not. Maybe I'm giving Stephen King too much credit. That is what I liked about the development of his character was that, like, he was always genuine. Because I, I think, like, even at the end, like, I'm glad that he wasn't one of the people that Carrie thought. I mean, obviously... But he was already dead. So it's like he didn't, he didn't like, um, he didn't have to be confronted by Carrie being like, unlike, you know, Miss Teacher who flew halfway across the gym. Oh my God. Yeah. And that, I I can't remember. I recognized the teacher in the 2013 remake, but I can't remember. It was Judy Greer. Yes. Oh, yes. And it was just a very peculiar portrayal. To me, but again, I, I think a good deal of it had to be with, had to do with the modernization because, like yeah. I said, she fully hit her, and then during the tampon incident, yeah. and then in the principal's office was just like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And then like the whole rest of the movie is like, Hey, how's it going? Like like they're buddy buddy the whole movie. Because that's the thing in the like setting, even in the book and even in the original one, it's like that's how. That was the common cure for hysteria is to slap a woman. <laughs> yep. And the other um, thing is in the book, yeah. she didn't really like her. Like she also didn't really like Carrie. And I feel like that's important because yeah. people can tell when you don't like them. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, she was too. I, I will admit there were parts that I was just like, okay, all right. Because I was reading an ebook. Would you like to take a guess as to what parts of the book that I was like, I don't, okay, sure. Was it the pig's blood moment? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's right I was like, the pig. It was quick, but there's another one after that. It was the setting up the everything. The and I was like, blood. why do I need to know, like, Billy going up to the rafters, setting it up? I'm like, I don't need to know this. I was I was actually I was thinking the same thing when I was reading it because I always have a really hard time in books when they're like trying to describe something visually. Uh-huh. I'm like you're fighting a losing battle. I'm like, never too, going to understand what you're trying to describe. It's too detailed to me. that I'm like I I don't that's, it's not painting the picture. <laughs> that's one of the things about the so so I told you I went off on this kick and I read like Stephen King after mm-hmm. Stephen King and one of the things that I read was a novella called The Mist. And it was like, not bad, except that there were all these monsters he was describing. And there are monsters. I don't have any idea what you're saying. That means nothing to me. And then at some point he's like, they were like giant spiders. And then I was like, you could have just said that earlier. You could have just said that. And then I would have understood. Like, and then the ending was really horrible. So it's, it's literally my least favorite thing I've ever read by Stephen King. The Mist. Do not recommend. <laughs> Terrible ending. It, read it. They made that into a movie, well, right? Where they were all stuck in the grocery I store. Think so yeah, I that's think the so. that's the storyline. How does the movie end? Do you, have you seen it? Oh, okay. I wonder no. if it has this. Same have I seen it, it better? <laughs> Someone who <laughs> refuses to watch. The only Stephen King's that I interacted with before Carrie was uh, Stand by Me, which like is the most. It's a coming of age 
story. So right. is that that's a very King? good. It's a very good movie. It's like a part of a collection, right? It wasn't like it's standalone. Novel. I don't know. I don't okay, know. Okay, I have seen Stand by Me. Yeah. There's a dead guy in it. Of course it was Stephen King. Yes. I'm a really big it's fan based... of Rob Reiner. Yes. Sick the, balls. Um, the, short, <laughs> the short story it's based on is, the novella it's based on is The Body, which was yep. uh, ah, 1982. Okay. So it is It is Stephen King. Yeah, But that's the I, thing. Um, like, that's how I, that's, that was my only thing for Stephen King. Because I'm like, because I knew I was like, okay, they're all going to be scary. So it's like, yeah. I yeah. did watch The well, Shining, there... but I knew that, that was so Kubrickized that it, it was is. not uh, an equal translation. It's and not, I, not I did all. watch Doctor Sleep, and I did like that movie. <laughs> you liked it. The book yeah. is the book for Doctor Sleep is even better as well. Like both of those books are better. The Shining is ten million years long though, so it's a really big commitment. But but the book is better than the movie. Although there are definitely parts. Hearing you say that there are parts that you were like, and let's move it on. I can identify already in my head the parts of The Shining where you will go, and okay, let's move it on. Because I I can understand why it would be that way. But anyway, all that being said, the book, the, the reason that I'm saying all this is because the Dr. Sleep book is eons better than the Dr. Sleep movie, mm. but it is a sequel to The Shining, the book. To The Shining. And yeah. if you haven't read The Shining, the book, Dr. Sleep makes a lot less sense, the book. So, yeah. anyway, but they're both good. Oh, Stephen. Um, and then this is just a glimpse into my childhood, but did anyone else confuse Stephen King and Stephen Hawking growing up? And it, <laughs> it took me, like, I mean, also oh. was not American, so I'll also play okay. that card. Okay. But it wasn't until, like, deep into high school, it was like, Oh, they're two different people. Because I, I literally, I literally was like, "That's weird." I, I swore I heard him talking in an interview. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, You're alone in not, it, but I love it anyway. They're not the same person, so. They're not. They're not. Uh, does anyone have any final thoughts on Carrie? I mean, we didn't even really talk about. I will say. I was dreading the scene where it falls on her, the blood falls on her, and everyone laughing. When it finally got to there, I did like the tease and the lead up into it, and then immediately it goes into like outside. So Sue hearing the siren, <laughs> and then like seeing like the you know like the transcripts of the police calls, and then it's like truly just the aftermath. You already saw. And then it was the, the like first person um, account of one of, of the survivors. Survived. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I did like that because it was like okay, I wasn't. I really didn't want to, but I liked that it was from that a person that was there seeing it and like her reaction of like after seeing Carrie being made fun of all these years. This the only reaction that felt normal to all of us was to laugh at her. And like it didn't it, and I think like there was a lot of reflection, obviously afterwards, obviously. right? Um, but but to try to like make sense of like, was there any? Because I think she was saying like I did. There was obviously like you feel you feel bad, but like at the moment, there's just no other reaction to do that. And then you get the Carrie point of view, and I was like, oh, I almost wish I didn't. No. Mm -hmm. 
Um, just because I don't want to relive through the pain that she does. And so I that I did skim a little bit or just trying to like, I, at the very least, just read like the, you know, the parentheticals where she kind of like, you hear her intrusive thoughts. But I was, it was, um, it was interesting that he did kind of, did go back to like see what Carrie did experience. Because I almost kind of, there was something about not actually knowing what was in there that would have that was that was really interesting but i guess like from a story perspective that we should know what how it went with the main character the titular character is thinking before she murders everyone yeah i guess i do needed to know that so (laughs) but 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 the point i like i like the point that you're making though in that we get first we get removal like, as soon as it happens, we're removed from the situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is what they would have experienced as onlookers, right? That's true, yeah. And then, and then we are reintroduced to it later on. So, yeah. anyway. I love Stephen King. These <laughs> books are so good. <laughs> and he's not Stephen Hawking. He's not. Because I know exactly. the people in the audience are very confused, so... I will say I'm I Ali I agree that yes this isn't really my genre but loved a tight story loved yeah. a small manageable contained spooky story and honestly if I were to read more horror I, this is the format I would like it to be where it's like small contained very essentially just the scary stories to tell in the dark but like a little Fair. extended <laughs> You know, because it just captures it just it has to get you right away of like what makes it unnerving. Worth reading. Yeah. Um, I mean, 10 out of 10, but that's no surprise to anyone. So that's why I'm I, like, will... I mean, I have final thoughts, but they're, you know, they're, I do they're have a feeling, though, that like if I do read more Stephen King, I think I would still hold this as like my favorite because I think it's the use the non-conventional way of writing it really just holds holds up for me as like so creative and i as a person who loves a bit (laughs) what i'm reading a bit happen in front of me i'm like okay yes commit (laughs) it's also the most succinct for sure Mm. like you said you like it to be bite-sized this yeah this is is it that's it that's it so funny oh my god well thank you uh we survived carrie (laughs) barely we were one of the women who ran away and wrote a novel about it. So, congratulations, everyone! I, oh, the, the I, last I was thing. The, I, yeah, sorry, I was just gonna say I was the drunk guy that took myself to jail every night because I knew I was gonna start a fight. Again, I literally <laughs> was like, him. "Okay, I loved him. No, sure, I sure, loved sure." Him. He was great. I loved him, and and when he was, and when the guy was like, "Have you ever met Carrie White before?" and he was like, "No," and he's no. like. No, it's her. And he's like, I just do. Yeah. <laughs> I will say Why that, are you asking stupid questions? Right. Okay. I already told you. I don't know. This is a, a last question. What were like moments that genuinely scared you? Because I or like unnerved you. For me, it was the two widows or the two women, the two moms, and just like her perspective seeing like them just trying to run away and then her seeing people literally burn. Yeah, that was messed um, up. And uh, the end where Carrie and Stu are like trapped in this like mental like fight that I was like, Um, 
for me, the, the predictable one is the pig. Pigs. The pig's yeah. part is difficult, especially the pig that they murder and barely use any of its blood. Like that's even worse, you know. So um, that's that's one. And then one that's less less predictable is the moment that we return to the stones, and that mother mm. and her daughter, the daughter, and the mother says to her teenage daughter, "Oh my God, that child," or something like that. Like, oh no, like she knows something bad is going to happen because of the way that Carrie's mother treats her and shelters her and yeah. um, whatnot. That, that, that part is um, goosebump E for me. Yeah. What about you, Allie? Any spooky parts? We just, this is so goddamn dark. We just did active shooter training at work. And oh so my I could, God. I, I know. So all I could think about was when they couldn't get out the doors. That was yeah. what I was like yeah. sick to my stomach about. Uh, fair. Welcome to America in 2022. I, I know. I know. Yeah. So do, I brought it down. It's okay. It, we were, it was a book about mass murder. It's I'm fine. So sorry. It's already down. It's fine. Well, we did it. We survived. Next month, I'm so excited. We will be reading. Uh, this was a request from Allie to read a book talk selection. And for the olds that are watching and listening, book talk basically is just the hashtag for like book, book readers, book fans on TikTok. So they'll tag their videos and their conversations. And I think one of the biggest one recently was, was this because they have promoted this book and it's movie adaptation almost primarily on TikTok. And it's like kind of caused a, a, a stir. Let's say. Have you seen the two actors who oh, are yeah. playing the leads? Because please. <laughs> please. <laughs> I have not. They're very good looking, Catherine. Oh, well, we'll see if I can appreciate it. I'm sure I can. Hold on. I'm pulling up the, uh, the description. Um, okay, here we go. We are reading for our next selection, Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McKiston. First son Alex Claremont Diaz is the closest thing to a prince this side of the Atlantic. With his intrepid sister and the Veep's genius granddaughter, they're the White House trio. A beautiful millennial marketing strategy for his mother, President Ellen Claremont. International socialite duties do have downsides, namely... When photos of a confrontation with his longtime nemesis, Prince Harry, at a royal wedding, leak to the tabloids and threaten American-British relations. The plan for damage control? Staging a fake friendship between the first son and the prince. As President Claremont kicks off her re-election bid, Alex finds himself hurtling, hurtling into a secret relationship with Henry that could derail the campaign and upend two nations. What is worth the sacrifice? How do you do all the good you can do? And most importantly, how will history remember you? The ah! orphanage. <laughs> ah, there is an Alexander Hamilton cameo. Oh. That, uh, is it a very enjoyable moment? Okay. To my girls. When is my this? girls. 
When is this um, set? What's the setting? Present day. Oh, okay. Present. Present so day. It's it it's it's also a fantasy in that the 2016 election never happened. It's oh, like, <laughs> it's like a fantasy what we if, all dream of. What if after Obama a woman was elected? Yes, yes. So it it feeds that too. It yeah. Honestly, I'm so, that I, right there is enough that makes me have to bring it yep. up in therapy because it's like this is the world that we could have had. This is the world we. I'm, Alas, I'm reading the. I'm reading the 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 world that I should be in right now. Reading mm-hmm. another dimension. Can I please yep. cut a hole in the space time continuum and go there? So yes, we are reading Red, White, and Royal Blue. The queers are so excited. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, and honestly, it rem- the reading that reminded me of like a lot of the like Korean dramas that I watched that one of my favorite genres is enemies to lovers. I just something about it is just so good. So I'm so excited yeah. to dive in. I'm like a 12 year old, literally. <laughs> like, ah! like screaming. Oh, my God. Well, you can grab a copy of Red, White and Royal Blue and all of the books we read here on the Ampliverse book club at the Ampliverse bookshop. And if you purchase a book there, it not only helps the Ampliverse, but also a local bookstore in your area. So you can visit that on the link below, bookshop.org slash shop slash the Ampliverse. Thank you everyone for watching or listening along to the Ampliverse book club. You can find and follow us on all of the social media at the Ampliverse. And if you want to keep the conversation going, if you read the book, please comment below. Let us know what you thought of Carrie um, and this this. This Stephen King guy. I literally was not going to say Stephen Hawking. <laughs> it's cursed. And finally, if you love the show and the others we do here on the Ampleverse and you feel obliged to tip a dollar or two, you can on our Kofi that's linked on this episode. And it helps keep the lights on in our universe and helps pay for the URL. So thank you for joining our book club. Allie, Catherine, thank you so much. And we'll see you next month. Are we dressing up? Are we Are we <laughs> dressing Maybe. up as Adam? Uh, royals I don't know we'll see we'll think about it okay <laughs> crowns I think we can I'd love a crown I'll yeah. wear a crown okay great crowns and sashes you know we'll do it okay thank you for joining our book club and we will see you next month until then read on bye bye the universe the universe